The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on a break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, August 15th, 2018, season 14, episode number 27. Welcome to our final edition of The Break, live from Oxnard, California. Uh, we will be heading back to Dallas later this week. Uh, so this is going to be the final show that we do from Oxnard. We'll start back up with our regular scheduled programming on Monday, uh, back from at the Star. So uh, it's been a good, good three and a half weeks, and... Uh, so it's nice to, to end this on a good note today. How's everybody feeling today? Pretty good. Yeah. We're good? Great. Mm-hmm. I did awesome. A, I did an interview this morning, um, and somebody said, man, it just it feel, feels like you guys just got out there. I'm like, no, no it doesn't. No, it no. actually doesn't. Not so even, not even a little bit. thinking that, but no, it really doesn't at all. No, yesterday was a day off for the players, uh, so they'll be back on the field today. They have a practice this afternoon. They have a practice tomorrow morning. I think it's a 10.30 a.m. practice. So if you're here in the area, in the L.A. area, and you still have not had a chance to get to practice, this is your great opportunity to be able to get out here. There's only two more practices left. Try to do that this afternoon or tomorrow morning uh, because on Friday morning we are out. If you want to see real, real football, you should probably come today, though. Like if I had to guess, tomorrow morning is going to be – it light. will feel walkthrough. It's gonna be light. Real, yeah. real football. Real training <laughs> camp. Football. Real training camp. Well, right. Real practice. You know, you said it was a players' day off yesterday. And if you follow any of these people on social media, you'll also realize <laughs> it was a day off for the uh, for the staff as well. We had some fun. Some of the most beautiful man. photos. I'm that still you, waking seen. up right now. You, you still have quite quite recovered. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really a fun day, and I got to give a shout out to Stephen, who was our host yesterday. Uh, he is a, a fan, huge fan of this team. Um, and just uh, was so gracious to be able to, to give our crew a day away and uh, kind of give us a, a really, really great experience yesterday on the beach there in Venice. It was it was phenomenal. So kinda shout out to Stephen. Kind of see how the, the other side lives every now and again. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever get to that stage, but uh, it was now really nice for a day. Now we know how you live, Derek. No, it was really, <laughs> it was really nice for a day to pretend. Um, okay, so we're going to talk some Cowboys football, and today we get to do what is probably one of my most favorite shows of the entire year. We're going to take right now the 90 guys that they have out here on the field, and we're going to pretend as though we are the GM, the head coach, and we're going to try to cut this thing down to 53. And uh, I'm sure Dave loves doing that as well. Yeah, um, it's fun. Because this is just kind of the fun of what we do, right? So um, what we're going to do is what I, I the way I line this out is I have a list of all the guys, um, and what I'll do is I'll go through each position. I will tell you guys – the names of the people I think are locks to be on this team. I'll want to hear if you guys agree. And if you do, then we'll go through the list of the other guys and tell me if there are any of those guys we should throw onto that list. And if not, then we'll hold those in the maybe category. We'll get our full number that we have that are locks, and then we'll back into the 53. That all makes sense? Yep. Just just a reminder to us that are st- sitting here is I'm sure there'll be a walkthrough here in a little bit before you we start might be just cutting e- some guys. yelling out somebody. Cut. He's definitely cut. Like, hey, how's it going? So. <laughs> yeah, this may be his last. These may be his last couple practices. Dave, so let's you don't be. seem to care about that. Why? No, I'm just saying. It's like that's fine. If we cut them, we cut them. Yeah. I mean, they they know what they signed up for. <laughs> it still is sad. Though. It is, no, it, I I'm it's not sad. trying to belittle any. I mean these. There's 3,000 people chasing their dream in the NFL right now, right. and half of them aren't going to pull it off. And 
even crazier than that, 99% of them are fighting some type of adversity aside from trying to make the team too. So I'm not trying to disrespect that at all, but it's, I mean, that that's the gig. It's tough. Yep. It's a it tough is. league. All right, so here we go. We're going to start with the cornerback position. Here are my locks, Brian, uh, Byron Jones, Cheetah Bay Awuzier, Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown. You guys agree? Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Here are the guys that I did not put on that list, and you tell me if there are any of those that you think need to be on the lock list. Marquez White, Javarius Ward, Duke Thomas, Donovan Alumba, or Cam Kelly. Lock, no. Lock, no. No. Greenick? Uh, I agree that nobody's a lock. I, I think those guys uh, have to play their way onto the roster. Duke Thomas was going to do that last year, and then he got hurt. You can't get hurt. Those guys just can't yep. uh, get hurt right now. I think that that's a, a good battle. I, I, I would guess the, the player who performs the best in, in the three preseason games between Alumba and Traverius Ward would sneak onto that last spot, in my opinion. Would the Cowboys enter the season, and Amber, you can answer this, would, do you think the Cowboys would enter, enter the season with just four cornerbacks? Do you think they need more? Well, I mean, based on what they've done at safety, I would say uh, they're cool with just having less guys, you know, like entering with four. I, I wouldn't see that necessarily as a problem. Now, those two guys that Nick mentioned is tricky right now because certain guys, they'll have – a shiny moment at camp and then you think oh this guy is looking great but then the next day it's like okay he doesn't look good and then Ricky. the other guy goes up so which is the nature of a guy that's that far down the jeff yeah Charlie yeah England, yeah, right? yeah so it, i'm just saying that right now out of that group there is no one that's really standing out much than the other so if we had to say a number like what would be the number of cornerbacks you think you need to carry for this team i think you need to carry five but i don't know why you wouldn't carry six okay. between injuries and the fact that as of right now there's a there's a non-zero chance that either Byron or Cheeto might have to play safety at some point this season. I think six is would be smart, and so that's the number it, I've been yeah. working. It's with. really, I mean, it, it, I hope safety's next on yes, your list it because it, it is a ten DB. Uh, it's usually around ten. It, it can be nine, um, but it, it's nine if you've got those players that Dave's talking about that can do a little bit of both. So now your fifth guy is a, you know, is a player and and. Is Cam Kelly? Is he? They, I think the the Cowboys have him listed as a safety. He's done a little bit of everything. He's moved back. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to step it up. He's, okay. he's behind the other ones there, but he's a type of player that if he did stand out in these preseason games, you could see going. All right, he's your fifth corner and your fifth safety. I will say, heading into camp, I gave. Duke Thomas and Marquez White the edge to be the fifth and sixth corners because they had a year under their belt. I haven't seen anything from either of them that I just think they Me absolutely either. need to make this team. I give I give Duke a little bit more of a nod than Marquez. Um, if I had to guess, I think Duke Thomas and then one of these undrafted rookies probably Makes sneaks on. Yeah. All right, yeah. so let's move to safety. Uh, there are three locks in my opinion. You've got Xavier, Xavier Woods, you've got Jeff Heath, and you've got Kayvon Frazier. The other three are a little bit of an enigma because I don't know that any of them have stood up stood, stood out enough to where I feel like they have to make this team, but you would think you want more than three safeties on this team as well. They are Jamil Showers, Mark Weston Huff, and Tyree Robinson. I, I assume we all agree on the locks. Do you think you need an additional one? And if so, uh, is there one there that you think maybe should be the guy that, that's the fourth? We're not that far removed from a year where they kept five safeties, so it's hard for me to imagine them going with three. That said, I don't 
feel great about any of those options. Maybe Marquest and Huff, but he's hurt. Uh, it looks like he's going to be out for at least a little bit of time. And, and I don't know. I, I know people have thrown around the idea of three safeties. I don't like that idea either. Um, but I wonder, and I'm not talking about Earl Thomas, but I wonder if, if yeah. there's a safety on, that's going to make this team that's not here. Right I, now. I definitely think that they will get another safety in here. I whether it's a trade or not. They they have to. They really have to get some more experience here um, at that position. I mean, because Jeff Heath is, is not – I mean, he's played in the league four or five years, but he doesn't have a ton of starts. Xavier Woods doesn't really have hardly any. Kayvon Frazier has been a, more of a special teams guy. I think it's very important to bring I it. I just don't understand how – I mean, from their standpoint, and, may, and we don't really know what they're thinking, what they're doing behind doors, but I don't know how you would feel comfortable going into the season with the guys that you have right now. And not only as far as experience, but body-wise. Mm -hmm. I mean, What do you mean by that, body-wise? Number of guys. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, okay, I got you. So it, I guess the, the other part to consider there, and they, Dave, you already kind of mentioned this, is those guys that can play both safety and corner, right? So if you look at it from that standpoint, maybe they could go long at cornerback knowing that they're only going to have three quoted safeties, knowing that Byron Jones could flip over, Who knowing that – your best two cornerbacks at camp? Byron those Jones two. and Cheetah Bale Woozie. Okay, cool. I get you. So. I, but that, and that's I, – I understand what you're saying, but I do believe, though, that this team, if you look at this, the history of this coaching staff – I do think that, that that's not always the criteria. I think that if they feel like they need the body in a different place, oh, I think man. they'll put the body in I, a different place. Byron would be the only option there to me because he's done it in games. I, I don't think you, you you should move Cheeto over there if he hasn't practiced at all. So right. I hope that they're not really thinking that way. Punch me in the face if that's their primary game plan. Just like let's <laughs> move these guys out of in a really important position and have them play. But it would, only, it would only be in a, an instance where you had just a major catastrophe in a game because that's the thing like but that's the point they could probably go and get some of these guys off the you know off the free agent wire if they have a guy go down you have to finish a game though if you had to slide a guy back there to finish a game then that's what you do if you're only carrying three safeties you're setting yourself up for a catastrophe like you're just i mean yeah. case in point uh Kayvon Frazier is he's battling a knee thing right now he's not completely healthy that leaves you you basically have two safeties that you feel comfortable putting on the field right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Kayvon's going to be fine, but it's it's troubling. I just – I every year they send a seventh-round pick to somebody in exchange for a player, and yeah. I, defensive tackle and safety are two spots that make a lot of sense there. You did mention uh, – and you've been mentioning this since the draft, uh, really since free agency opened. I know that Earl Thomas's name keeps getting bantered, bantered around, but there were other safeties you said that were out there Throw me some other names of maybe not, some guys. Are they all gone, gone at well, this point? There's one guy that's not, and he's not getting signed here. That's Eric Reed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kenny Vaccaro and Trey Boston both have jobs now. Like, got it. That, that ship sailed. So. so you got so really when it comes to those veteran guys, there aren't a lot of options there either. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I, and I, I think that you're you're talking about what they did last year with the cornerback uh, Ben A. Ben Wickery. It's going to be that type of guy. Yeah. Uh, right. At the end of camp, they did it. Um, I mean, they did it with the safety in 14, C.J. Spiller. So, um, so that's that type of player. Yeah. Real quick, and this is going to divert us a little bit, but I thought it's worth bringing up because I have gotten a few tweets about it yesterday. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, I have to bring it up, though. I, I know. I'm just answering yeah. no. Yesterday, Orlando Scandrick gets cut from oh, the Washington yeah. Redskins. <laughs> and I got a few tweets like, is there any chance the Cowboys bring him back? What do you guys think? Should they, I guess, is an even better question. Why? Why? No. I'm I'm good. I think I feel <laughs> – 
Which I'm good. And and <laughs> we're good here. I think good. Orlando Orlando Skandrick probably has some gas left in the tank. Like yeah. he can do some good somewhere, but you you flipped this thing over, you 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 made that bed. Why go back to it? Like he's he's not gonna noticeably bolster this thing. No, yeah. Nothing's happened out here where you're, you're like we, you know, we need him. You know, I don't think the Cowboys would look at it and go, "Well, man, you know, Anthony Brown or or um, Jordan Lewis hasn't done what we." I, I think that they've been. So you guys feel good. You you feel good. You feel better about Anthony Brown in the slot than you would maybe bringing in Orlando and just playing him in the slot. I, the, Des Bryant would fit in just as, just as well as Skandrick. I mean, this isn't just about playing on the field. This is about point. where they think that that the development of younger players. And I don't think they they saw that. And Washington's only had them for a few months, and they looked at it like we've got young guys we'd rather play. So. If he was if he was the best slot corner in the league, bring it on. But and and I'm not saying he's terrible, but I don't think the difference is so noticeable that you bother with that. You hinder your young yeah. players' development. Uh, he's an older player. Just I don't see why you need well, that. Washington has an an all pro type cornerback and some younger players. There there will be some teams out there. I think we'll see, but I think there'll be a team that has some younger guys and maybe needs more of a veteran. If that's the case, then then you know he'll probably go somewhere. And I think Washington did it for that reason to keep him out there so he can. I heard he was visiting the Chiefs today. So yeah, I yeah. mean like it's. People, somebody's going to want to sign him. I'm not. He's not a bad player, and, but I just don't see the point here. Didn't they trade? A, yes, yes. The, the Redskins needed a guy because they traded their cornerback to the Chiefs, and now the Chiefs want to bring him in too. But his salary keeps going down. He's getting close to the probably the league minimum. At yeah, this I think point. honestly, I think what his role is going to end up being is he's going to be that guy that that is a slot only guy. He's not going to play on the outside. He's not going to play a full slate of of downs. He will be. You know, he will be the guy that comes in for slot duty, and that's where he's going to have to focus. And to be honest with you, I think that's probably where yeah. he's best at this point in his career, where he doesn't have to play every down. I would much rather just ride with this group. They're Like, they all came in at similar times. They're growing up together. Skandrick is in a way different point of his career. Yeah, I agree with you. That, it, can, it hinders – not that narr- – like, narrative is a bad word, but, like, th- this is a young team trying to prove itself, and then – you bring, you know, a 31, 32-year-old veteran who has been through the league ringer. Just, eh, you're good. I, I think at the end of the, the camp, and I guess this go, kind of goes back to the corner, but I I think Charvarius Ward is going to make the team. I don't think he's a guy that they will want to cut. Yeah. And Alumba is going to be right there with him because of just the body, the, the body type that they have. And we knew that going in. I mean, credit Brian for saying, hey, this is what Chris Richard likes. These two guys fit the mold. If they come out here and perform at a high level or a pretty good level for being, you know, undrafted rookies, then they'll take a chance on them. I mean, and I, I, I like what I've seen at Award. He, he competes. And your sixth cornerback doesn't need to dress for a game yeah. either. So, but I mean, guy. he, if, if this is his starting point out here and being right there with Tavon Austin and Tavon just making a great play over him, I like, I like the starting point for Ward. I just, I, if I had to pick, I think Ward makes this team too, and I just, I feel very confident that one of these tall, long corners that fits Richard's archetype is going to make this team for him to mold and work with during the course of the year, even I, if he's not playing a lot. I talked to him at one point after one of his good practices, Travarius Ward, and I said, you know. Players have worn number 40 as an undrafted player and made the team before. You know, Bill Bates, he's like, never heard of him. Um, Danny Is that what he said? Oh, yeah. No, Bill Bates. Uh, Danny McRae. Okay. He's like, well, 
you know, if I make the team, I'm moving. I'm moving numbers anyways. I'm like, okay, I'll just let's Slow just down. make the team. Let's make the team. <laughs> I hope you're not saying that to everybody. You know, just I hope you're not going up to to the equipment guys and saying it. But but right now, that's his focus though, and that's not a bad thing. His focus is I'm going to make the team. And yeah. So. That's All good. right. Let's take our first break that's when we come back. Focus, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it's everyone's. I mean, yeah, that's the goal. Uh, but but I don't know if if that's necessarily. I don't know how realistic it is for other players or not. I mean, some people are thinking two or three steps down the road. He's making the team, and he's, you know, he's he's changing numbers. Yeah. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to continue to go down this list. We'll get to linebackers, defensive end, and, de- and defensive ends, and defensive tackles in the next segment. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one of a kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is... The second segment of The Break Live from Oxnard, California. Again, our final show here from Oxnard. We'll be back in Dallas next week at the Star. Um, We're going through and making cuts for the final 53-man roster. Uh, We will be submitting these to the coaching staff and the GM later today uh, (laughs) so that they can evaluate our evaluations and uh, factor those things in. So make sure you guys consider that. Hey, Will. Here you go. Here you go. You right. got an interview later with Jerry, right? So just hand it to Jerry and be like, here you go, Mr. Jones. <laughs> we're not going to get it all the way right, but we're going to be really close. Yeah, so, I are. mean, yeah. yeah so, anyway. Yeah. All right. So, here we go. Let's go to, uh, to the linebacker position. Um, we've got Sean Lee, Joe Thomas, Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch. I threw Damian Wilson in there as well as Locks. You guys agree with those five? Yes. yes. All right. So, what you got left is Justin March Lillard, Chris Covington. Do you need more than five? And if so, uh, should either one of those be on the lock list? That is something I've seen going around Twitter. Like, people are suggesting five linebackers, and I just think that's insane. I'd Like, six is six is a must, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it's seven. That's okay. just me. 
Um, I don't know that I consider either of them a lock, but I think Justin Marsh Lillard will make this team. Uh, Chris Covington's got some work to do no, through no fault of his own just because he's been sick. I haven't seen that much of him. Yeah, I, um, I actually disagree. I, I don't think March Lillard will, will make the team. Um, and I know that he's a rookie, but I think when you're from a body type standpoint, I, I'm counting uh, Bo Scarborough in as a linebacker from the standpoint of you need that type of player to run the special teams and to be on this spot in the special teams part. And so most times you can't just say your third running back goes right here on the edge as a punt protector. Uh, I think he factors in for that reason. When you're talking about six and seven linebackers, it's special teams. So I think you can go a little lighter there. I, I, we'll see if Covington can get it to the mix. And I'm not 100% sure, Damian Wilson, if you're talking about an end-of-the-camp trade something, what do you got? We got a little depth here. He's a, you know, he's a guy going into his last year of his deal. I think that's fair, but when the, you know, Again, like that type of stuff typically typically doesn't happen until Sunday. Like when they put out the yeah. 53 on Saturday, I think Damian Wilson. And out will of be the group, the, the the ones we have, I mean, he would be the most proven one out of everyone else that's left. Damian you know? Wilson. Yeah, 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 yeah. After you talk about Sean Lee and Jalen, okay, talent wise, he would be no. the next one. None of those other linebackers have done anything, right? Who? Pinkins, Kiro. No, not yeah. a, and not I, I don't Trayvon think most of those guys have Jones an opportunity to make Jones. this team no. because there's so much, uh, so much ahead of them. I don't think they have much of a shot. Their best shot, I think, is to make the practice squad. Yeah, I I remember having conversations in OTAs with people where I was like, you can you can put this linebacker core together today, assuming everybody's healthy. Right. And Covington and March Lillard were definitely included in That's that. Right I think there. I think Nick's got a really good point that, you know, the abilities of some other players on this roster enable you to go light, but with the injury history you've had at linebacker in recent years, I don't know why you would do that if you've got talented guys here. Like, I, I think six is a damn near guarantee. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised by seven. And I'll, I'll watch Marshall Lillard more too, and I mean, maybe I need to kind of. I think keep he's my been. Eyes on him a I think bit more. he's been great, and that's um, also the reason why I think. Uh, well, not that reason, but I also think Damon Damian Wilson makes this team because of the fact that this has been a position that they've had some injury concerns. Yeah. And I think with his experience, I don't know that you're going to go out and replace that in free agency. He's also, you know, you're right. You're right. We gave, this year at least we gave Kyle Wilbur so much credit for his special teams ability. You know, and considering he didn't contribute that much to defense, I think Damian Wilson is kind of adapting that role as well. Right. Like, I, th I mean, he's going to be an active special teams yep. experienced guy. Yeah, right. and, and if you did trade him to another team, you'd hold your breath because, you know, one thing you'd need at this position is depth. And because of some injury history, the minute you do that, that's not going to Yeah, win, that's so. exactly right. That's and why you people, worry about you it. Know, right? People ask, all, they're like, well, who would you trade, you know, if we can get him like, I don't, definitely don't want to trade a linebacker. No. Yeah. I, I, I want as many good bodies as I can have. That's right. So. Yeah. All right, let's move on to defensive end. Uh, you've got Demarcus Lawrence, Tyrone Crawford, uh, Taco Charlton, Randy Gregory I put on the list as a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and then Dorrance Armstrong, I think he's been really good out here as a rookie. Um, that gives you five guys that are locked up. Do you go five or do you go four at the defensive end position? I think you, you go with five. You go with as many pass rushers as you have that can rush, that, that are good. I mean, if you had six great ones, you'd go with six. If I, you, I mean, you, you, you need them, and those five are making the team for sure. Yeah. Tapper's on the, on who, the outside well, there's, of that. Yeah, those some other who guys. All, who did you read as the locks? Tank, Taco, Randy. Tyrone. Tyrone and, and Dorrance and Armstrong. Armstrong yeah. And then you've got guys that are kind of sitting right over here that you think about, like Coney Ely and Charles Tapper, 
that that you know you feel like maybe there's something there. So there's I, no need. this is going to be when, a tough position to cut, I think, to well, some degree. When you look at other positions, as we talk about, as far as guys that you need, I mean, this one you don't have anyone that you say, man, I must keep this one for sure. You know, so again. Body-wise, the amount of bodies that you carry at that position versus other positions, I think this is one where you could cut one down. Yeah, but I think the flip side to that is true as well. There aren't guys you're like, oh, he's automatic cut, right? So it's like when you start getting to guys like Coney Ely and Charles Tapper, they may really say, hey, we really want to see what Ely can do because think about it. This guy has a lot of talent. He was he was a high draft pick. They may think, and we really think we want to get him into the regular season because he think he'll provide something for us. This is a sp going back to the secondary conversation. This is a spot where you could take six ed end ends, and because several of them can play tackle, yeah. Tyrone Crawford looks like he's going to spend some time at tackle in some degree, and I wouldn't be. And I know Coney Ely can, and Taco Charlton can too, even though we haven't seen it. So you could talk me into taking six. But five sounds about right. Yeah. So let's think about that. We've got the defensive tackle position. Here with the locks there, Jihad Ward, Antoine Woods, uh, Brian Price, Malik Collins. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Woods is a, is a lock. Them, I don't, a do lock? you guys not think? I mean, he's uh, been running with the first team. Uh, wow. It's hard to think a guy that's running with the first team. It's, and he's a, it's, get a, it's a wow. Congratulations to him to be at that level. I don't know if necessarily they're all locks. I think Malik is the only name you read that I would call a lock. Yeah. Really? Yes. I, I a don't lock. think any of those well, guys. Wait, did you even say Dayton Jones? He's a I lock. You're right. Dayton yeah, Jones not. is a lock. Yeah. Dayton Jones and Malik Collins, I consider locks. I lean toward thinking Jihad Ward Jihad is a lock, Ward, but yeah. not necessarily since Antoine Woods is running with the ones a lot. I, I'm playing. I'm I'm keeping Woods. I am just, too. Just from a standpoint of he, a body type, you don't have that type of player. I, has he not been your best defensive tackle out here? He's the only player in three or four years that I've seen give Travis Frederick this much problems. Right. I agree with what you're saying. But Lewis Neal ran with the ones in training camp last year, too. Like, they do stuff like that. You're short on bodies. You're not impressed by the veteran that you brought in to yeah. start in place of David Irving, et cetera, et cetera. I think he's got a really good shot to Man. make the team. I hesitate to call him a lot. Man, okay. Coney Ely is, is on the outside looking in because I, my thought was that you would read off the tackles, and I will just say Get rid of you could put, so can put Ely yeah. in that spot. But I, from a tackle standpoint, I like Price better. I like Woods better. I like uh, Dayton Jones better, and I definitely like Malik better. And let's not forget, in four games, we think we think David Irving is going to come back. Well, I would think. And Malik, I mean. David, uh, hold on. I'm sorry to cut you off there. Yeah. David Irving is, you know, we, we can say all we want about, well, I don't know if he's coming. David Irving needs that accrued season so he can be a free agent next year. He needs to come back. He's yeah. going to do everything he can. He wanted to come back, I think, to camp a week ago. He really needs to be back. So, it makes sense. Now, will he be good? Will he be in shape? Who knows about that? But you can that. defer that decision. Like, you don't have to worry about I that know. decision right now. That will be something that plays itself out. And, and I guarantee you, well, I won't say guarantee you, but there's a good chance that by the time you get to that decision, there will be some injury something that happens. makes it People easy. People always right? want to sweat. Like, well, who are you going to cut to get Irving on the roster? It always, it always works, works it out. Well, always. I was yeah. going to bring up my Lee Collins, who is coming back from an injury, but this kind of injury is a reoccurring injury. So you never know when it might happen again because it's not – Oh, it just happened once. Yeah. It has been multiple times. I've been, yeah. I'm. I like your five ends, and then, assuming they don't, you know, again, it's hard to predict trades and stuff. But Malik, Dayton Jones, Jihad Ward. Oh man, 
right? Price, Price and Woods. Yeah, I know. And that, you like, go with that five and five, like those two well, sets of five. Ten is uh, is heavy. Ten, ten is like, heavy. and they. I know. Uh, whenever we do these types of things, people project as many as ten and eleven. I'm pretty sure in the Rod Marinelli era, they've only gone as high as ten once or twice. I, like it's usually nine. I, and, and one time it was right. even eight. No, you're good. I don't think Dayton Jones and Brian Price makes the team. I think you got the. I think you got that. And, and Jihad Ward of, of those three. I don't think they all make it. I think two of those three. I think maybe. two of those three. You're talking about the same type of money, same type of year, same type of tape that they've already shown. I I, I want to see. We just want it to land. So really, on the only really the only lock you guys got really is Malik Collins. That's what he's the said. only <laughs> guy you can. <laughs> he's the all only right. guy sitting here on August 14th. Is it the 14th? 15th? That you can be like, yeah, he's gonna make the team. All right, so I here's really what I'm gonna don't. do. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna defer all those others. We'll put Malik Collins in the lock category, and then we'll come back and we'll have to fill in for the rest of those spots. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So let's move on to uh, the offense, which we gotta move pretty quickly here. There all right. Go. So we got we got quarterback. <laughs> Actually, Dak. We know Dak Prescott lock. and Cooper Rush are in. Uh, Mike White is the the decision. Do you go with three here, or do you let him hopefully see if you can maybe get him to the practice squad? Here's the, we always say this, and it's true. Across the board, quarterbacks just different. It's a different position. Mike White was a he was a quarterback with a draftable grade. Brian Broaddus had a third round grade on the guy, and the Cowboys got him in the fifth. There's no telling what every other team in the league thought about him. If if you cut him, there's just a better probability that he gets picked up by somebody than any other position because you see him and you say, quarterbacks are lottery tickets. Let's put a claim in on this guy and see if we can do anything with him. I I think. Um I don't think that Cooper Rush is necessarily a lock right now. I mean, you can say, hmm. well, well, just think of it like this. We have three preseason games to play, and he's going to play in all of them. If he throws an interception in every one of those games, we're going to totally have a different opinion about him. Well, we can do that with a lot of people, right? Okay. So, not Consider so it's premature not to have this conversation. Dak <laughs> throws a pick in every game. I, I, you, you Consider the source, though. Consider the source. And I don't, not you, them, which is that – I know it worked itself out over time, but Kellen Moore had a bad preseason last year, and they valued his experience and what they thought about him and all that type of crap, and he was still QB2 when the roster was released. I think Cooper Rush is a lot. I do too. It took until almost November for that to change. It's not like, you know, it's not like Cooper Rush was bumped up overnight. They didn't cut Kellen until they went to Washington in October, I think. He so is a lock, and they're not going to bring a veteran guy to be the backup. I think I, I agree with Cooper that. Rush is this team's backup quarterback unless his leg falls off in the preseason, right. I think. And that really – And that may even be questionable. Like, if he did, only has one leg, as long as he has an arm, I think he might be right. I'm not here to tell you – like, Mike White hasn't blown me away by any stretch of the imagination, but it's – it, it sounds so short-sighted. Again, fifth-round pick's not a big deal if it's any other position, but it's a quarterback. And, again, we talked about this before we went on the air. Jerry Jones spent the whole offseason saying, we're done with that veteran stuff. We want to develop a young guy. And I'm not talking about Cooper Rush. He was talking about adding another quarterback. We want to develop somebody. How can you say that you honestly got a chance to develop Mike White over the course of one preseason? But I, my, my retort to that is I think they are developing someone in Cooper Rush. Like, Cooper Rush is a young quarterback that they're having to develop. Do you want to have Again, two guys that you're having well, to develop? He wasn't talking about Cooper Rush when he was saying. All I get that, that stuff. but my point, my point still remains that if their goal is to try to develop a guy for okay. the future, 
then to me, they're already doing that with Cooper Rush. If, they're developing a guy for the future. If you want to do that, if you want to see Mike White at all, then you don't play Dak in this game at all. You don't need to see Dak in this game. You think you've got this great offensive line? You still got to get him ready for the season, though, well, right? Well, then, then play him in the Cardinals game. Get, if you want to see what Mike White can do, then play him in this game. That's what that's what Parcells did with Tony yeah. 12 years ago or 11 years ago. He played the whole game, but so couldn't believe it. He's and he should the fourth game. I think the fourth game, you're <sighs> probably going to see Mike White play the no, entire no, no, game. No, no, I want to see mm. him not – I don't want to see Chad Green, Kadeem Edwards, and the, the those, those lines. I want to see him being able – you know, his mental clock should not be a one. It should be like one, two, three, ball, not like – Hike ball. I mean, you can't do that. The, when fourth, the fourth preseason quarter. game should be the Dalton Sturm showcase, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> Which I just and I'm I'm not, I can't say I'm 100 percent right about this, but I don't understand why you drafted Mike White if you aren't committed to keeping on on the team for at least one season. Okay. Um, so I I think it's it's going to be three quarterbacks. All right. Let's move on. Let's go to running back Zeke Elliott, Rod Smith, definitely in. Uh, Jameez Alawali, we'll put, throw him in as well. He's definitely going to make the team as the fullback. Bo Scarborough, I put on the list as a lock. I don't know what you guys feel about it, but I have a hard time thinking they go with only two running backs, and I think he's the best of the of the guys that are left. What do you yeah. guys think? You I just, think yeah. you can sew that thing up. I, okay. And I don't cut that guy. Yeah, you know he's got enough potential to to do some things. Remember, he didn't. I don't think he was drafted as high because the stats weren't a lot weren't great because he's playing at Alabama. And he's had, had some inj- in some injury he issues had some as well. Stuff yeah. in Alabama's got oh the next guy we saw in the national championship. You go to the backup quarterback and they're they're even better. So they don't wait for long <laughs> on those and uh, that position. But you look at him. There's a spot in the NFL for a guy that looks like that and can play like that. I I think he keeps. Him. Darius Jackson is my guy, so I don't want to just write him off. And, and I have him on the list of the guys that are next and, and have an opportunity, and I think we should talk about him when we get back to, okay, let's fill in now. We've got X number of spots left. I think he's a guy that should be considered right there. Right? All right, well, if you want to come back to it, that's fine. Mm. All right, good. So let's move on to wide receiver. Allen Hearns, Cole Beasley, Michael Gallup, Tavon Austin, Terrence Williams, I think are locks. You guys agree? Yes. Yeah. My, w- one more time, I'm sorry. Beasley, Gallup, Beasley, Gallup, Terrence, Hearns, Hearns, and Austin. Cole. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Austin, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So five. And, five. and we looked at this before the show on Terrence on, you know, is he is he a lock? And, and we just, just uh, did the – looked at the numbers. It, it cost him, I think it was $4 million, $4.2 million to have him on the team right now on your salary cap. It would count another $2.5 to put to not have him on the team. Yeah. You have to pay $2.5 million on your cap to trade him, cut him, whatever. That makes absolutely no sense. Which right. I'll be, I, I agree with you completely. I'll play devil's advocate. If he was just ass. If he was, and a bad person. A yeah, bad that's it. Like room he would not want, it would be a situation where I don't want him to be on my, the, in my locker room. The money is not stopping you from doing that if everything else is working against it. But he's had a good camp. He's our, the most experienced receiver here, certainly in this offense. Uh, he's a good blocker. He, you know, fans don't want to hear this. I don't care that they they value him, and honestly, yeah. they probably should. Yeah. Uh, so I, this you one. know, now next year, next year's a different it, story. It, it would make some sense to to part ways if he hasn't, you know, improved greatly there. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and move on to. Oh, hold on, the hold on. You wait. have five receivers. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, we do have some the other guys that are on the list. Lance or Noah, but using more out of Lance right well, now. Oh, don't forget Deontay Thompson. Yeah, oh, there, yeah, there are a few well, guys you have to. And I was actually going to come back to those good, because well, that's when you have to start filling those. I, I think you. this well, is going to be a position where you yeah. really have to talk about when you start we'll filling in guys. You do have Lenore. You have Brown. You have Thompson. And Katie Cannon's been getting some looks out here. I don't think he makes the team, but it's worth the conversation, right? Circle back. Um, Let's talk about tight end Jeff Swaim, Blake Jarwin, 
Dalton Schultz, I think, are all in. Uh, and then you have to have that discussion about Rico Gavis. <laughs> Nick wants Nick, to speak up Nick about this. Nick does want to speak about this. I, I, I think Jeff Swain's a lock, and I think Jarwin uh, is, is a lock as well. Um, I, Dalton Schultz probably will, will make the team. But right now, like, you know, if you just took every if you just took everything away with like where they were drafted, he wouldn't. I think he would be probably last in the tight end. He's right there with David Wells. I think Rico's done more things than, than Schultz, but uh you that's it's the politics. It's part of it. You've invested in these guys and they don't no one likes to look bad and look wrong. And if you just cut a fourth round pick, that that just shows you're just admitting that you, you didn't do a good job with the draft in that particular pick. That's, I mean, for that reason, Tapper in his third year might get a benefit of the doubt for the same thing. So I doubt they'll cut Schultz, but he has not done anything out here to say he deserves a spot other than what happened in late April in the draft. My thing, I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I, I don't think Schultz has been bad. He just doesn't look like he's ready, really from a physical standpoint. Yeah. Like he, a lot like Taco last year, like he just needs to be in a weight program for a year and I think he'll be like he looks like he knows what he's doing he's just not executing it which I feel like that's a regular rookie problem but then again to your point politics sounds so icky but I mean this team hasn't cut a fourth round pick in my time here and they certainly haven't done it during Will McClay's tenure I doubt they're going to start doing it now I think the last guy was a, a LSU player who I think it was Skylar Green oh yeah okay yeah I don't think he made the team fourth round pick. I would be Maybe. I would no, be pretty I surprised I thought he got cut I would be pretty surprised yeah, that yeah, he doesn't it doesn't happen a lot you gotta be really really bad and they and it's <laughs> not like it's not like you know the, the, the guy that would push him out would be would be Rico because then then it's almost like well yeah you cut a fourth round pick but we got a bonus player here and a guy we drafted in the sixth round that we've been working on and I mean I think if I had to do it right now I think if I had to say one or the other Rico or Schultz I would take Rico Mm, really, just one or the other. I, Put on know, my football team, and I don't. I'm not. As, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't. I, I'm okay with cutting a fourth round pick because I feel like this was a was a a throw in bonus player that now now that I've got. And I agree with you on that because I, I I think when you look at what Rico brings, and I've this has been my thing all along. He does have that one thing that I don't think anybody else in that receiver group in that tight end group has, which is the ability. As much as you talk about his blocking and everything else. He has an ability to get out and, and be able to make catches in situations. We've seen him make catches down the field. We've seen him make contested catches. We've seen him make catches in red zone. Like, we've seen him do this in limited number of opportunities. I think it intrigues me at least enough to where I want to enter the season and have that one extra way that I think I can use him in the red zone that maybe I don't have with these other guys uh, that gives me something else to, to be able to rely on. It just doesn't sound like something the Cowboys would do. Maybe not. I just think it's worth the I think it's worth sure. the spot. I, I think it's worth the roster, roster spot. And, really and, and the way I look at it is, is Schultz needs to figure out how to be an NFL tight end, how to figure out like where to block and who to you know what routes to run, and he needs to be physically bigger and stronger. Rico needs to do one of the two. You know, I mean, now Schultz is probably further along in, in playing football and all that kind of stuff. And may but, even have more more long-term right. upside. Yeah. But never going to get to that type of physical, you know, specimen that get, Rico is. So, right. um, you know, upside, I think it would be Rico if it's one of the one or the other. But th- you're right, Dave. They'll figure out a way for it not, that not to be happen. That play the other day that he made, that the one remarkable hand. catch, that wasn't even the best part of that play, in my opinion. He was going against Van Der Esch, 
and he got downfield and had two or three steps on the guy. Like, that's the part to me that I think he's shown something that at least gets me a little bit excited about the future of where he could he, be. Again, this is a guy that still has not played a lot of football, and he's already making those kinds of plays. I just think it's worth the spot. I think it's worth the roster spot. I don't disagree with you, but I think they might. Maybe he's, they do. He's not Jimmy Graham. And I'm not saying he's going to be Rico. Ga- I mean, uh, he's he's going to be <laughs> not uh, going to be Rico. No, he, he may not be. He's not going to be Antonio Gates. <laughs> yeah. From a production standpoint, but I think he is similar to Gates in that they're not going to ask him to do all this gr- blocking stuff. Just kind of get open, use your body, and and you know, and and Gates developed into a Hall of Fame tight end. Yeah. Rico won't do that probably, but I think he it's that type of of uh, skill set for him. All right. I don't, I don't like. When I hear that whole thing, that excuse of like, oh, he, this is a guy that hasn't been playing football since whatever grade mm. it was. You're not. It's I, not holding water for it, not anymore. Well, this is a this is a professional level. You're in an NFL. It's professional. This is where okay, you showcase your skills. This is not college or high school where you're trying out and oh, let me try out football and see if I make it. Like we're past that level. So I, right now, I just feel that. Okay, given the time that he's been given already, this should be at a point where you're like, okay, you know what, let's go ahead and do this. Right, but here's where it makes a difference. Where it makes a difference is in the fact that he's shown you enough flashes that says, I want to keep this thing going. I want to keep developing him. Because it does have to factor in from the standpoint of wherever he is in his development, when you look at that and say, okay, he hasn't played football and he's developed this much in the amount of time we've had him. Where would he be in another year? Where would he be in another two years? Is that worth me saying I will give a roster spot to see where that per- if he continues to develop and maybe in another year he is quantum leaps above where he is right now because of the development he's already had? What does that show me, right? So that's where I think it factors in. You're right. It doesn't make a difference at the end of the day. You still got to produce. Nobody cares that you didn't play football, but it does matter when you're trying to figure out where he's developed in a short period of time, and well, how you yeah. can project. Is he, pr- is he making progress? Right. Yeah. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, uh, we're going to cut this thing down. we got 42 guys now that we say are locks. Uh, we're going to figure out what those eleven, those other 11 names should be on the 53-man roster. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.comslash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. 
And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Back to the break. Final segment of the break from Oxnard, California. We've got about 15 minutes left in the show, um, and we're cutting the, the roster down to the 53-man roster. We've got 42 guys that we have considered to be locks, um, and so we have 11 spots left. And let me read some of the names. Go ahead, Nick. Did you put three special teams guys on there? Yes, I did. We didn't talk about them, but yes, I did. Already, already add the, four, the uh, three guys to the we forty-three. Don't need to talk about. Them. Uh, well, well we know I'm that asking, is that is that part of the forty-two? Or you're they're already in the forty-two. Yes, okay. they've been counted in the forty-two, uh, and that would include our our specialists, our kicker, our punter, and our long. I mean, you guys might disagree on this, but of the eleven spots, I mean, it's safe to say that if if they find any of these players that get cut or traded for another team. Yes, you could replace them. So, I mean, we we could say, oh, he's not on this team right now, or that fifth guy is not on this team. Yeah, th that's probably. But I mean, I think we should say, all right, of the players that are here, these are the guys that don't make it. Yeah, they, they can swap it yeah, out. Yeah, at well, any point. I, that's exactly right. Anybody, not anybody. There are a lot of guys that are at this point that could be swapped out for another guy. But we're gonna assume for now. We're just talking about the guys that for are here. For the sake of the game. Yeah. Nick, play along. I, I, I am playing along. <laughs> I am playing along. I'm just saying so we don't sit there and talk about, well, I think they'll go get another safety yes. for yeah, this yeah, or yeah, another yeah. tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think <laughs> where we should start with that, there are two positions I think we should start with, defensive tackle and cornerback, because we know they're going to have more numbers than the locks that we have we're in. Good. We're just we're, we're good with the O-line. We don't need to. You didn't even mention a line. Mention Honestly, I'll do it for you real quick. We don't need to spend a lot of time. The injury to Marcus Martin made this thing really easy. You yep. got your five, Cam Fleming's your six, Joe Looney's your seven, uh, and then you're probably talking about Chaz Green and Kadeem Edwards battling it out to prove that they belong, and maybe you add a veteran in place of one of those guys if you don't feel good about it. And the only question that you would throw out there is, do you feel comfortable with the idea that you're basically going to be rolling with uh, Joe Looney as your guy that can play all three of those inside positions. Are you good with that? On yes. game day. You have, seven, game. Yes. you have seven game day guys, yep. And the eighth guy to me would be Kadeem Edwards, right? He's been a better player than Chaz Green. Uh, yeah. And I do not. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I mean, the, I gave I gave some credence to the thought of going with nine there when Marcus Martin was still healthy, yeah. but eight just makes so much sense. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you fortify yourself with practice squad players if you have to. Nobody okay. – nobody, and it's very similar to a linebacker where none of those young guys have really caught anyone's eye. Like, oh, Campos and Bryce Jones. I mean, good offensive linemen probably don't want to sign here. You don't – I mean, and when I'm talking about undrafted guys, like – and they've said that before. Like, it's hard to convince offensive tackles and, and guards to come in here knowing that – the deck's going to be stacked against them to earn yep. a spot. The one guy that might factor in here maybe is Mama. Who's Mama? Damien Mama? Your Mama? No Mama? <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not <laughs> trying mama. to be a jerk. I have, I have not noticed him one time. I have not practices. either. I have not either. I, <laughs> I, did, I did training camp live the other day. We did one-on-one -on -one pass rushing drills and – he was, throwing, right. he was throwing people around. I mm, thought he did pretty job. good. I think he, he's gone into your mind and brain just because he's always 
right after practice <laughs> hanging <laughs> around with his girl <laughs> and he's always there and then y- in your mind he starts getting in your head mama mama okay <laughs> mama 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 <laughs> 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 mama maybe <laughs> all right so let's let's go to i think the two positions where we feel like they'll have more than what we had in the lock and let's narrow it down let's start with cornerback we have marquez white javarius ward duke thomas cam kelly of those guys i think we said we'd get to five or six we only have four locks which of those guys do you think make this team? Sorry, to, are we at 46 players now? Now we're at 43. We added uh, one for the the additional offensive lineman. Okay. So we're now at 43. So you got 10 players that weren't in players. the locks yes. that are going to make this team. Yes. That seems it seems like that that would be too many. But okay, 10. Well, remember defensive tackle. We only got one right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what, what cornerback? Cornerback. So you got Marquez White, Javarius Ward, Duke Thomas, and Cam Kelly. Ward. You can throw in Donovan Alumba if you want to and, and talk about him as well. I, I I think there's only a spot for one of those guys. I take Ward. So you're gonna go with five. I would go with I would go with Ward as well. He he has been the most aggressive one, and that's the kind of player you want on the mm-hmm. defense. Someone that is aggressive and is not scared to go for it. I want six. I'll take Duke and Ward. But that's just me. How you gonna? <laughs> How are you playing this game, Derek? Uh, I think you be I, the tiebreaker. I, honestly, I, I go with Dave on this. I okay. think you, I think you take six corners because I think you're going to look a light at safety. Okay. Um, and so I go with uh, Ward as well, and I think Duke Thomas. I'm kind of torn a little bit on White and Thomas. I think one of the two of those guys, um, and I'm not really certain how they evaluate them. I think, but I think both I, of them are similar. I know how similar. they evaluate it. They evaluate it, but what else can you do? And, yeah. and D- Duke Thomas returns kickoffs. He's your primary kickoff return guy right now. So uh, – Marcus White would not be doing that at all. Um, right. So yeah, I, I would. I would think. So let's stick, let's go with let's go with two okay, more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go with two. Given the fact that if you're looking at the roster and the safeties that we have right now, then yeah, you let's add in corner. Okay. So are we gonna if we're gonna do that and we're gonna go with six cornerbacks? Do you feel like we stick with just three safeties, or do you think you need to add an additional one from Jamil Showers, McQuiston Huff, or Tyree Robinson? We're adding a player. You would need a body. Uh, Ty- I don't know, Tyree Robinson <laughs> until. Yeah. He's the until. guy that makes the team until Saturday or Sunday. Don't pop the champagne just yet. <laughs> <laughs> don't go out and buy a house. Don't no. buy a house. No. All right, just get an apartment for now. All right, let's go on to linebackers. We had two guys that were left over that we were considering, Justin March Lillard and Chris Covington. Do you take any more than the five you have, and if so, which one? Give me Covington, but I know that. For the purposes, I, I, I feel we're going to disagree on some things, but I'll take March Lillard. I'm going seven linebackers, but I'll deal with six, and I, I'll take JML. All right. Where's Amber? Uh, they're pretty similar as far as what I've seen so far. No one that really, like, stands out. But I would say Chris Covington just because, I don't know. Uh, just a feeling. It's it's a Rico type thing for me. I mean, he started off college playing quarterback. He's developed his body. He's developed. He, he getting into that 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 role of being a linebacker. He showed uh, enough on tape the last couple of years to be an NFL worthy player to be drafted. So I think I think the arrows still that going th- that way. That's the guy they like too. Yeah, they liked him. I think they'll keep oh. them both. Okay, they keep them both. Okay. All right. So let, tell you what, let's do this. Let's hold that. And let's say that right now they're at 47 or 48, let's depend on whether they keep one or two and see if we get to a point where we have to make a decision on that. We may have okay. enough room to be okay. able to put them both there, right? All right. All right, so defensive end, we have the five. Do you think Colton Ely or Charles Tapper get considered into this mix? Mm. And you keep a sixth. Mm-mm. <laughs> I think they both go. I really, like, honestly, 
I've been focusing on the edge rushers so much, but we had this defensive tackle conversation, and I liked what we were saying. So I want to hold on to a couple of those guys. All right, good. Uh, so let's move to defensive tackle then. I do I do think they're going to try to keep Coney Ely because they're stubborn. They like a player they liked three years ago uh, in the draft. They still like him. Um, he, they'll, I think they'll figure out a spot for him. Okay. Um, let's but, talk about – Okay, so let's go to defensive tackle. We have to add some defensive tackles. We only have one right now. So you got Jihad Ward, Antoine Woods, Brian Price, Dayton Jones. Um, we have kind of, I think, from the standpoint of the discussion, we've kind of uh, put a, put aside guys like Richard Ash, Lewis Neal for the for the time being. We agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So of those four, how many and which ones do you keep? I think you you keep three of the four. Okay. And, and, and if it so, was Malik plus another three. So you're going to keep four yeah, defensive tackles? Yeah, the three that okay. I would pick from that group would be Woods, uh, Ward, and Jones. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. It's tough. Brian maybe, Price has may, been good. Maybe not Ward. What do you mm. think? If you don't keep Ward, then you don't really have another guy who can play the three well. Like, that's what Jihad But the three is the part – I think the three is the part where you could slide one of the, these defensive ends that's down. True. Like, Crawford. three technique, that's you where you, you feel pretty good about one of those guys going down to the three technique yeah. if necessary. The, the one could. technique is the issue. And Brian Price, to me, is your – he is yeah. a – him and Malik are the guys that play one technique and play it well. Uh, Antoine Woods could as well. If Jihad Ward makes the three. team – if Jahad Ward makes the team, I think he's the guy that cut in week five. If who? I'm sorry. Jahad Ward. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I think he's your David Irving cut. Maybe. I think. Now, like you guys have said, everything always works out. You never yeah. So how many do we think they're keeping? Nine? Ten? Um, five in. We got – all right. Well, five we'll in. Say. I think you're going to do five ends. I don't I, – I think I agree with Nick on the Coney Ely thing. I just don't know how you do it. So I'm kind of waiting to see if I have a spot left. But, yes, right now we got five ends, and then you presume take four defensive tackles. But let's not forget, too, that, that you know, Cowboys signed Coney Ely. They, they, they don't know if Dorrance Armstrong can be ready to play. I mean, I, don't, I think they probably signed him before the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I mean, there's no way you could have ever assumed that Randy Gregory was going to factor into anything. And if they, they, were, they would have been really dumb to say, well, we, we got him, so we won't do this or this or this. I mean, you don't, you don't play that game. So uh, this is a good problem to have, and, and because now Gregory's back in the mix, he's going to squeeze somebody out. And, and, and the play of, of Antoine Woods and Brian Price and Dayton Jones is probably going to squeeze out Coney Ely, actually. For the time being, I'll say Malik Collins, Dayton Jones, Jihad Ward, and Antoine Woods. I, kinda, I don't really believe that Brian Price isn't going to be on this team. But I don't either. I will see. But, but Woods, know. that's what – you know, you, you, you have him there because you don't expect Antoine Woods to do what he did. But when he does, you, you take out the guy that's been in the league three or four years for the young guy that's promising. Yeah, sure. honestly, I don't think, and this is just my opinion, I don't think Jihad Ward, really Dayton Jones either, I don't think either one of them have been better than Price or Woods out here at training camp. Now, of course, that doesn't matter as much all the time because Jones they're also going up against different guys. Jones right? looked pretty nice in the preseason game he did he did but I, I guess from that standpoint I look at it and I say I think I think Malik obviously and then I think Woods Price and I think I probably go with Jones for sure I think I think Jihad Ward is the guy I will probably have out on that yeah but I would not be surprised if they say screw the numbers we're going to take all five that mm-hmm. wouldn't shock me just right. because this is a position where it, 
they could kind of just again, if you had, they decided they wanted to go with ten. It's not the worst thing in the world at defense and on the defensive line. Yeah. I hear All you. right, let's go on to a quarterback, uh, Mike White, in out, uh, in, in, in. Yeah, I'll come in. I'll come on here and and I'll eat all the crow you want if he doesn't make this team. But I don't understand how you don't. Take I him. I think you can't go long everywhere, and this is a position where it's a convenience position. It's not necessarily because you have to have him on this team. So I kind of believe they may opt to just go with two and hope that they can get him to the practice squad. Yeah. Which I don't think is is beyond the scope. Like I think they could probably get him to the practice squad. It's not beyond the scope. I just I mean, we t fourth round picks don't get cut. Very often, I know he's a fifth, but he's a quarterback. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I'd be surprised. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go on to running back Darius Jackson. Can you fit him in? No. 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 All right. Unfortunately. Uh, wide receivers. You're gonna have to get one or two more. Lance Lenore, Noah Brown, Deontay Thompson. How many more do you get, and who are they? How many more spots do we have? Yep. Uh, you're right now. You're at. Uh, for sure, you're at 48. I would love to. Wait, keep I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. You're at 52. Oh. 52. It's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, 52. Sorry. I got one receiver. <laughs> I'd, I I would love to keep seven receivers for a variety of reasons, but I it's Let hard me to correct that. 51. I'm sorry. Okay. You're at 51. Fill it out then. Well, there you, you go. But, but, so you well, we haven't hit the tight end position. And decide? that also depends. If you're if Mike – we didn't really – I mean, if you guys are all agreeing Mike White's in, you're actually 50, at 52. Did we decide we were keeping four tight ends already? No, we had not decided that yet. That's, that's going to be – I think that's going to be it right there is – what are, what are you doing at tight end? Are you go, you comfortable with three? You gonna carry Rico? You gonna add a veteran tight end? What are you doing? And if so, you, I don't know how you keep seven receivers if you're keeping four tight ends, unless you're willing. I think to you gotta go White. six. You gotta go six exactly. Which, and that that gets you at that point. Then you're at 53, and you haven't talked about the tight end, so you're assuming at that point Rico's out. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I don't know that. I'm just I don't think you can you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like you yeah. gotta. Right, yeah. which is also why, which is also why I think quarterback is the position where you go I'll shorter. Find me a fifth because quarterback next year. Yeah, I agree. You can I, go back and get another one. See, I I'll take the counter argument and say I'm not going to let somebody else take a quarterback I, that I feel good about just because this seventh receiver that I like, but, but who won't dress. But that's but also the question: Do you still feel good, do you still feel good about him? Right? I mean, you you felt good on draft day. You've seen a whole camp. I, do you still feel? I, good I'm about not worried about a fifth round quarterback because. I mean, I, yeah, I think they took a flyer. They had a higher grade on him, but I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't be worried about cutting a fifth round quarterback, w knowing that I have a starter who's 24. I have a backup who's right. 23. I'm, I'm okay with that. That's my point. Like you're still developing your starter and your backup. Right. So I don't think it's a situation that's where we got to be thinking about the future. You already why. are thinking about. But the he's future. got three games to prove you wrong, and, yeah. he, and he might. Yeah, why? Uh, why'd you even draft him then? Just, just to see if Cooper yeah, Rush was a get. flash in the pan, and maybe this guy's going to be better. Yeah. And it's still, they still might develop into that way. It's early. Right. I, I think you're okay with a young quarterback. I think you're okay with two there. All right, we will be handing these over to the Cowboys brass, and we will see what they think about it. So and we settled uh, on six receivers. We settled on six receivers. Who is you your guys six can tell guy? me who. Who's it's, your six guy? It would be Lance right now, but the, we got Thompson. a lot of time left in the preseason. Noah uh, Brown's. Still got time to make a case. You got, you got the guy that's done the most out here in Lance. You got the guy that's the fastest in Thompson. You got the guy that's the biggest with in Noah Brown. That's a good battle there. Thompson worked with Sanjay Lal in Buffalo, too. That counts for something. We will have more on this on Monday. We'll talk a little bit more about this and wrap up training camp on Monday. Uh, we'll do a lot of questions and give you guys a good synopsis of what has happened over these three weeks. We appreciate you taking time with us this entire training camp out here yeah. in Oxnard, California. We will be back at the Star on Monday. Till then, for Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagles, and this has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com.
Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?